60. Welcome to another episode of 60 Seconds in the Microwave. We've got another special one today with uh, the fantastic Jenny Moore from More Details. Jenny is a true pioneer in the accounting industry here in Canada. She's a big advocate for bringing all kinds of voices to the table to, to definitely create meaningful outcomes for each other and for our clients. It was really cool to spend some time in the studio with Jenny directly to learn more about what motivates her, uh, a little bit about her background and the journey she's come on because she has been in practice for 14 years. She's seen a lot uh, and she's looking to contribute a lot as well with her new initiative, FinTech Details. Let's jump straight into it. totally fun. We are going to jump straight into it. I am so lucky and thrilled to have, drum roll please, the lovely Jenny Moore with us today. Thank you for joining us, Jenny. Well, thank you, Will. I really appreciate the opportunity to come here today. It's uh, it's great to see you in person. Mm-hmm. I uh, We caught up last night at the HubDoc Appreciation Night. It was a fabulous event. Thank you so much, even though I did call you a Kiwi. You did. And for everyone listening, I am, in fact, Australian, so please don't refer to me as a Kiwi. <laughs> Lessons <laughs> Rule <learned>. number one, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm glad we cleared that up, though. So now, yes. now we can. Yeah, we're we're good friends now. Yeah, exactly. We, we got through the awkwardness you know, we of Kiwi through Australia. that. It was yeah. We just came out from that. Exactly. Beautiful. Um, I guess to to kick us off, I, I'd love to just hear a little bit about your background. Maybe the the Jenny Moore story. You're a bit of a celebrity uh, here in the accounting landscape in in Canada. Um, I'm sure a lot of folks have, have read your blogs, uh, heard of all the cool stuff that you do with um, tech reviews and, and app stacks. But what would be awesome is to just maybe go a little bit earlier on in the journey and, and learn how it all started. Sure. Um, so we started More Details, which is our, I would say, our boutique bookkeeping firm 14 years ago. So Ooh. it's been, yeah, exactly. You've seen it's, a lot. It's, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. Yeah. We've, we took the whole journey with desktop, with paper, with manual payroll, with driving back and forth to clients. And it felt like at the time I was a new mom and it felt like I was also a nanny to people's paperwork as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like literally carting stuff back and forth. Uh, about just over five years ago, we adopted cloud technology, which was literally a savior in my practice. Honestly, it, it seriously was. And it's really revolutionized the relationships. Not only that I was able to, I want to say rekindle with my family. And I know that that's a really sensitive thing to say. Mm-hmm. It really rekindled that, but it also created Uh, relationships outside of that with the relationships I really wanted to have with my clients. Mm -hmm. So as a result of doing this over the last five years, we've decided to just talk about it, like just be open, like, hey guys, like this is some great tech here and this is how it's impacted my business and me personally and just, you know, not really hoarding that information and sharing it. And as a result of that, even though I'm not fond of this term at all, I'm considered what's called a micro-influencer in the fintech space. So part of our role is to look at technology, test it. Uh, sometimes we do make a lot of developers cry, and that's sad, but it's the truth, right? We want to push apps to do their best and uh, figure out how to make bookkeeping simple for small business owners. At what point did did you realize that you wanted to become a contributor? Is that something that you've always had in you? Um, I mean... Being in practice for 14 years, that like that is a long journey. And yeah. the last five in cloud, I'm curious just to know if 
if the micro influence and the contributor side of you is something you had all the way through growing up and, and starting the business or if it's something that has come on more, more recently? I think it comes about just a natural instinct to help is one. Mm-hmm. But really, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm a mom of three. Mm-hmm. And at the time that cloud technology came along, my youngest, who is three years old, started going to school. And I found this thing called social media. And it was so cool. Like I was on social media before, you know, we all had a Facebook account, but I really started using it as a, as a microphone. And being at home can be very isolated, uh, especially as a mom, it's difficult to get out and, and interact. And social media became my water cooler. And I found other people that were feeling just as isolated as well. So really, that's what sort of elevated me to go into this direction to really interact with other accounting professionals. At first, the intention was to help small business owners. And then I realized there's a whole world of accounting professionals that were feeling the exact same way. And it just turned into this really beautiful type of relationship. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, uh, my wife and I just had our first child very recently. Um, which has been an absolute blessing, uh, but it definitely is an interesting journey over the first couple of weeks, as I'm sure a lot of parents uh, can recall, especially back to the, their first. Um, but that that community feeling, I think, actually I was having a conversation with someone at, at an event and we were re- reminiscing on the first couple of weeks and what it's like being a first-time parent. And you touched on social media. I think first-time parents... I've always been used to having, like, it takes a village to raise a child, to raise a a newborn, right? But Mm -hmm. especially as the world's become um, far more globalized and displacement of people, we've got folks that are expats that are living 10,000 miles away from their their family and their friends. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, social media can really become, um, it really is a platform. It's a connector. It really is. It, It creates that, yes, we can't maybe hug each other. But at least we can still communicate with each other mm-hmm. other than like picking up the telephone and like calling a number. We can send imagery through video or photos and it, it's a way to feel involved. Yeah. yeah. How, um, how big is your team at More Details? Yeah. So we're a boutique firm. There's three of us. Cool. And we leverage technology. It sounds kind of strange. Technology first before mm-hmm. people. We really believe in really exploring all of the information that we can extract from using financial technology or fintech. And then in terms of the social, I mean, a, a boutique firm and, and an influencer like you, how many people do you think you would actually have conversations and engagement points with thanks to social media and being involved oh in the community goodness. over the course of like <laughs> a month? Could you yeah. put a number on it? Oh, oh my goodness. I couldn't. I seriously could not. I know like it, I, I had some people I was talking at the event last night. It's like, mm-hmm. like, do you actually do anything at more details? Because it seems like you're on social media all the time. All the time. I, and every like, time I log into I any social media platform, I see something from Jenny Moore and it's great. <laughs> it's engaging. I love it. So, I mean, for a, t- yeah. a team of three, like, You have a really broad reach, which is great. Well, and we just create that. Like for me, like I I have, I've made a selection. I've made a choice to stay boutique and small. Mm -hmm. I have no ambitions to be large. And by making that choice, I have time to be able to do, it's almost like, it's like the goodwill. It's like the philanthropy work. It's the, it's the, the paying forward, right? Many people have helped me through mentoring. This is almost like a way of just sending it back out to the universe. And uh, if I were to say, oh my goodness, like we have over 1,600 people on our Facebook group, which is FinTech Details. I'm always on Twitter. I totally love inter- interacting with people, solving questions. LinkedIn is huge. Uh, yeah, L- like LinkedIn's it would be, mine. I'm, yeah, it's your crush. I can, 
I don't know. Some people say you need to manage three platforms, like three social yeah. media platforms. I can barely stay on top of one. So <laughs> I've gone with LinkedIn hard. Do you have one of a platform of choice? No, I don't. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm struggling with Instagram. It's yep. it's my it's my it's it's it's, it's my challenge right now, mm-hmm. but I see that is the next revolutionary point. There's different people on different platforms. And I guess I'm just in a way where in order for me to advocate properly, I need to make sure my microphone reaches different channels. I can't just speak in one direction. And so, yes, there may be some duplication, but really there's there's different individuals. And it's just the same as customers. We get customers through social media. I don't get customers through a billboard or, or sorry, yellow pages, but through yellow pages or, or business card. We don't even have business cards anymore. I get it through social media. And I think that's my advice to anybody listening to this podcast. The number one question we get in FinTech Details is how to get clients. It's like, if you want online clients or if you want clients in general, you need to be online. You mm-hmm. need to build a brand. And it's okay and if you sharing. don't have one. Yeah, bloody share. Yeah, you can't, <laughs> share what you know. Don't be a keyboard warrior. Don't sit behind the scenes and just like don't react. For get out there contribute just yeah. be part of it sometimes raw is okay right but yeah. like 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 just like have a like a human emotion with that and it, people relate to that so much better than waiting for a well-polished you know video or something like that or or something that's well scripted it just comes behind as like it just comes as cold yeah. and people are tired of cold yeah. people want a craving human interaction yeah in the journey of of building the business over 14 years. You mentioned yellow pages and ad boards. <laughs> have you dabbled and, and had marketing and, and advertising, advertising I strategies? I have shamelessly printed flyers and delivered them to mailboxes when I was, you know, in yep. our early stages because I didn't know what to do, mm-hmm. right? And I had limited resources and I just did what I could. When it came to the business and it growing, I started out with doing tax. Now, we no longer do tax. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, controversial. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we did tax because it, first of all, brought money in. Yeah. That was important. My responsibility was to contribute to the family unit. Mm-hmm. And um, I was able to get bookkeeping clients through word of mouth. And I realized these bloody flyers aren't working. <laughs> The only paper that was working was the paper they signed off for me to e-file to Canada Revenue Agency. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and it wasn't necessarily like a lot of them were personal income taxes, so it was challenging. But it was more or less the people they knew. And it just became like just very organic thing. And I think by just genuinely caring about people, like there's so many stories that can be told from doing somebody's personal income tax returns. There's so many like awesome things, but there's also so many tragic things in life. And you really learn from people and what their experiences have been. And you really understand confidentiality and they, they trust you and they're, they're, they are your best salesperson. Mm-hmm. And if you just take care of people on a really good relationship basis, you don't need a lot of paper to go out and advocate for your brand. Let the people do that for you. Totally. Let's stop killing trees. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's let's That's just great. stop it. Yeah, yeah. No more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What, what types of clients do you do you work with today? Oh, my goodness. I know, like, the niche word is used. I'm a maverick. I yep. am not a traditionalist at all. So Really? No, I, yeah, yeah. I don't get that at all from you. <laughs> no, I'm a total maverick, and I love puzzles. I like problems. Mm-hmm. I like being able to take something that looks scary and fix it. And sometimes I can do that and sometimes I can't. You have to understand there's certain levels when you do that. But if I were to define my ideal client, it's not about the business they're in. It's about who they are. 
And what's really important to me about the people I work with is their their personality. So we have the dragon methodology. Mm-hmm. So the tell, dra- us, tell us more. You want to yeah. know about yeah, that? Yeah, please. So, and, and this became... I'm going to pretend like I don't know, but actually I don't know. You so actually don't I know? I actually don't know. Okay, this please, is authenticated. Yeah. I don't know Australian. Say <laughs> not Kiwi, not Kiwi. <laughs> yeah, not Kiwi. Yeah, definitely not Kiwi. So the dragon methodology actually came about because at the very beginning, every client was a good client. And a, and I've told the story a couple of times, so a couple of people listening to this podcast can like maybe remember this, but I, I took on a catering business and business wasn't good and he was avoiding my calls. So I went into the cafe to deliver the bad news that, you know, again, this month you're not making money and give him his paperwork because I'm a nanny service, right, for paper at this time. And I had a broom thrown at me. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, not cool. That's not how you build relationships, apparently. No. So uh, good news is that I rode the broom out of the cafe like the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> so don't worry. The maverick side of me rose above that. But when I walked out of that cafe, I was like, WTF? Like, what What happened here? And, and I really feel like any breakdown in any relationship does involve two people. So it was really hard to look at myself and say, Jenny, what did you do to contribute to this? Like, obviously, maliciously, I did not. I did not hmm. say, hey, throw a broom at me, yeah. right? Like, but what, <laughs> could, what could I have done yeah. differently, what, maybe? Or what didn't I do? What didn't I do? And I didn't really define who I wanted to work with. Yeah. And I didn't. And at that point, it was a really challenging part in my life as I didn't value myself. So, like, every client was a good client. It was just a yes lady, right? And it just didn't work out. So, from that, I created the DRAGON methodology. And DRAGON is an acronym. So, uh, D means delightful. R means respectful. A means articulate, G means growth-minded, O means online, and N means in our niche. And so in our niche, we really do like consultants and things like that, although we have a lot of clients that are in different areas. So that's really, when we look at the client, we look at their mindset, we look at their willingness to, first of all, take on the tech, because we're not going to go old school. We are going to revolutionize what we're going to do. And I want to take this journey with them. I want to build a relationship with someone. And when we build a relationship with a client, it's not about debits and credits. Yes, that's part of it. But we're building relationships. Like I'm getting to know their family. I'm getting to know their fears. I'm getting to know the issues they have because I fully understand and they fully understand from the relationship we have that if there's something that's impacting their personal life, it's going to impact their business life. And if there's something that's big on their business life, you're darn well to ensure that it's going to impact the personal life as well. So yes, we've even mandated some of our clients to go on vacation. It's like, no, go. Like, How do clients respond to that? Yeah, not really well. <laughs> it's all in the but delivery. It's like, you know what? It's, I'm going to be honest with you. It's like, you're kind of being a jerk right now. You do need a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's all in I'm the sorry. delivery. It like, is all just, in the delivery. Like, I'm a Canadian, right? I'm sorry, but you're being a jerk. <laughs> And, and, you know, and that's stress, right? And sometimes as, as an entrepreneurship, we don't understand how much we escalate and how much we just compound our own emotions. And it can lead to that boiling point where it's, it's just not healthy for anybody. How do you do the discovery session with mm-hmm. clients knowing that this is, I mean, this yeah. is getting into quite a, a deep yeah, it's relationship, personal. right? So what is, yeah, yeah what, what's your approach for actually having that discovery with that client? How long do you allow yourself to go on this discovery journey with them yeah. before you come to the point that you're comfortable um, signing yeah. up to work with them and, and them feeling like they've got to know you as well? It's, it's, it's a really long process. I like to call it dating. <laughs> it's like <laughs> fintech dating. Um, it, it does take a while because 
our discovery call, so like a lead will come in through social media or a web form or something. We'll schedule a 30-minute or an hour call. And it's really hard for me, uh, big shocker, to just shut up and listen. And they just, like, brain dump on me. And if they're not comfortable, like, you know, here's a plug for practice ignition. We we send a confidentiality agreement, $0 value, because obviously you don't charge for confidentiality. <laughs> good, um, good. But it's another way we've been able to repurpose financial te- uh, technology, which is PI, and they sign off on it. And they just feel relieved. And they just, like, let me have it. It's like, I want to know the big, the bad, and the ugly, because I, I don't know the full issue. I can't solve it. Like, I need to know exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them are, are concerned about talking about it. But, yeah, and those discovery calls, they can be, they can get quite, uh, they can be great. Uh, you get a startup. Uh, you kind of got to reel them in a little bit with the dreamers, right? Like, it's like, okay, we need to, like, really focus on how we're going to bring this together, especially if they're dealing with investors, uh, other money. Uh, and then sometimes we're dealing with, um, you know, individuals that are on the brink of divorce uh, because literally the bookkeeping is causing that much stress in their relationship. That's that's fairly common. Yeah, we, it is. Like, yeah, we, we hear stories like that all the time across small business. It is very stressful operating a small business. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's great. I think the discovery process, like it's great to find that out up front, right, in that yeah. safe space because at the end of the day, like I think as as professionals, we do genuinely want to help yeah. Um, have that positive Better impact on our clients. Yeah. And that's just it. It's like, I can do bookkeeping really amazingly, but like, what does it mean to that client? And to them, it might mean more family time for them or just being able to focus on their business and, and grow or just peace of mind. I don't know what it is, but we need to resonate with what is what is the core? Why, why are we having this conversation? And it's a really good vetting tool because for some people, it's like, listen, I just want to get out of trouble with CRA. It's like, oh, that's great. Uh, this isn't going to work. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because, you know, habitual patterns happen. Right? We're not, we're not in it for the short game. We're in it for the long game. And we're really select on who we take on. And like G and Dragon is growth-minded. Uh, we've turned away pretty large engagements, pretty healthy thousand, thousands of dollars engagements, which has been really scary yeah. <laughs> uh, just because they're not growth-minded, right? Um, whether they're living off of old money or whatever the case is, if they're not growth-minded, then my services aren't going to grow either. And I know that sounds selfish, but let's be honest. I'm putting in a lot of effort for you to grow and contribute to how you want to contribute. And as an accounting professional, it's easier for me to help you grow your business and therefore grow my services so that I can be more elite to you than me taking on a bunch of lower value clients that maybe just want, you know, their books cleaned up, which is fine for individuals that want to do that. That's just not what we do. And it's important to know that. Oh, absolutely. It's, um, I mean, it's great when you get to the point that you can turn or turn down thousands of dollars <laughs> worth of engagements because the, the fit's not just quite right. Um, yeah. What would your advice be to anyone that is going on that journey and has read all the business books, totally appreciates that sometimes you need to say no and you need to find your niche? Um, yeah. What would what would your advice be? Because the first couple of years can be really tough when you're starting they out. Are. Is yeah. it something that you turn on from day one or is it something that you grow into and you're always conscious of? You know, that one's a tricky one to answer, Well, Like, I think I think it's something that comes from experience um, because, you know, I'm a firm believer that if a bad experience happens to you, at least you know what you don't want. And maybe sometimes you need to, like, go through that. It sounds a little punchy, but maybe you need to take a few hits in order to know, I definitely don't want to do that. <laughs> Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I, don't, I do not want to do that. Yeah. Or know that, Everyone heck told me. yeah, I totally want to do that. Absolutely. It's kind of like, yeah, you, 
Yeah. You can listen to all the advice and you just sometimes you just need to go and feel it for yourself. Yeah, I think you just need to live and you know, in accounting professionals it's like make mistakes. That doesn't really sound cool. Like make compliant, you know, make being compliance, but make mistakes. But you know what I mean, right? Like move through it and I think the biggest thing is be honest with yourself. Like are you happy? Is this really what you want to do? Like working with this client set, is this making you happy? And if it's not, you need to look at that because maybe that's replicating into the client experience and your client, you know, maybe they, they're better served with someone else. Maybe you're holding them back too, just because of an industry or personality or I don't know, something. I feel like, do you know Simon Sinek and the, um, so he's fantastic. Your why statement? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you've, uh, you're, you've nailed your why. Yeah. I mean, Everyone's pretty clear on what you do at, at more details and what Jenny Moore stands for, but it sounds mm-hmm. like you individually are very connected to the why you do it, which is beautiful uh, preaching from Simon Sinek. Highly recommend anyone. There's a few YouTube videos and he's, he's published all kinds of books. So I highly recommend folks um, that are maybe looking to search for, they know their what, but want to search and, and tap deep into the why. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like you're very connected to that. If we move to the outer sphere and the, and the what, mm-hmm. In a typical engagement that you work with for one of your clients, what does your clients um, come to expect and what's that delivery actually look like? Well, what they come to expect is what we find during the discovery stage. Like we're setting boundaries, right? It's in our engagement, how we talk to them. And, and expectations are really important to identify so much so that we have a – It's uh, our last needs assessment was nine pages. Yeah, that's a needs assessment. That's not – that's not that's like lot, yeah. that is not – a quote that is not the engagement through uh, an engagement platform. That is me identifying their needs, and not only that, but our expectations. Because mm-hmm. I think it's really important. We've learned that, like people, unless it's written down, like you know, you are expected to make your bank deposit weekly. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. you are. <laughs> <laughs> it says right here in bold, yeah, underlined. It's, like, it's like yeah, you know, like yeah. or, or like something as simple as you were expected to run your own payroll because that is what you're trying to do to help them keep their retainer low. Let's mm-hmm. say they're a startup, right? Do clients find that helpful up front? Absolutely, getting that information. Yeah, and this is what you're doing. This is what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah it's kind of it sounds like a kindergarten school, but that's really what it is, and it's just <laughs> it's just being clear and honest, right? And it's not to say that they can't change because we're very clear up front that you know what. This is just what we've identified right now. Fintech is at the core of of everything that you look to deliver for your clients and excite yes. them and delight them. Yes. Um, definitely not paper. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> we've agreed. We're not killing trees anymore. <laughs> we've been through this. Everyone. <laughs> Stop killing trees. Yeah. Um, well, what if I put you on the spot here and ask for your top top three apps in your Ooh. app stack? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I would say for anybody, like I'm going to say the top three actionable ones, like quick wins. Mm-hmm. There's so many, like, first of all, there's so many great apps that are out there, right? Like there's so many that are advisory, but I would say for anybody that's starting out, really look at like receipt capture, right? So obviously I'm a big fan of Hubduck. If anybody's ever followed my journey, like it's just, it's Shout just been the, the Jamies. Jamies. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Like it's just it's just been like the OCR technology, the fetching. Uh, anybody's uh, familiar with some of the dogs they have? The Golden Retrievers, actually my dog, Duke, for those that oh, ma- you didn't know, I did didn't you? Know that. Yeah. That is good yeah, trivia. yeah. 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 So that's Duke. Uh, Duke's still with us today. Uh, he's getting a little gray, <laughs> as we all are. We all? Yeah. 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 Um, next thing I would look at is like a payroll solution. I think that's really important. And for me, payroll is super important because some of the organizations we deal with, we're dealing with different stakeholders. So we don't want the individual in the system knowing 
sensitive payroll information. So we love WagePoint. I mean, that's a shameless plug, but there's lots of other great payroll applications that are out there. But that's a quick win for us because it streamlines a really big pain point for us. Um, and then there's like payments. That always seems to be the other one, right? Like we, of course, we love like the cash flows, the advisory, uh, different types of data importers as well. So like you have your Veeam, you have your Pluto, whatever. There's different in- interfaces that come with that. But those would be like the biggest things I would focus on if you're looking at starting either a small business and working with an accounting professional or an accounting professional looking to scale up into the cloud. Look at receipt capture. Look at how you can handle payroll and how you can handle payments. Those are like the cornerstone. Do you um? Here's a question for the future. Mm-hmm. And let's get this on record so that I can Ooh. call you on it. Now I'm nervous. One day, <laughs> uh, we've seen some movements from from government agencies in the tax space. So mm-hmm. HMRC in the UK, mm-hmm. the Australian Taxation Office in Australia, and a few others around the world, Commonwealth mm-hmm. countries like mm-hmm. Canada. Mm-hmm. What if? CRA was to introduce some pretty cool digital yeah. experiences around tax. Will tax make a comeback in more details? Um, I, you know what? I think my biggest thing, here, here's my biggest beef, like the paper thing, I got pretty ranty there. But the other beef I have is that I believe that taxpayers should be empowered to do their own taxes. Mm. I don't think it should be complex, right? And what used to, and like still, we'll have like single parents come to us, their child tax benefits are withheld because they, didn't, they couldn't afford to get their taxes done. Mm -hmm. Like that's, so like, I'll be honest with you, we still have tax software, we'll still do it for individuals of dire need. By the way, that is dire need. I'm not gonna do taxes again, right? But that's just being a good person. I think if anybody has a skill set, you would just use it to help someone. I I hope, my hope is that CRA, so Canada Revenue Agency, if you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) We'll send them the link. (laughs) We're like totally gonna tweet this out. We're gonna use my social media for this. We're gonna get somebody. Yeah. Um, I really hope that they would empower individuals to be able to do their own taxes. Now, I'm not saying complex taxes like trusts and estates. I still believe there's going to be the power of an accounting professional to Mm. do that. I'm talking about, come on, folks, the family unit, like a T4 for crying out loud. Can't we just like, can't we just move through that? Um, So for us, no, because we're not uh, educated. I'm not educated myself on higher level taxes. And it's not a passion I have. I'm sorry. I've I've done tax courses. I've looked at the tax code and and I just don't like it. Yeah. You're not, you're not, but some people are, and that's why it's great to find a a really good CPA that you have the good relationship with, you trust, they connect with your why, you connect with yeah, their why. Yeah, like they get all excited about something. It's like, that's cool. That, that did use, I, I'll <laughs> confess, that did used to be me. Like, I, <laughs> that's how I started. I started as, yeah. a, as a tax accountant and I did yeah. I did love it and I still do love it. Got a lot of pre, a, a lot of appreciation for it. But actually yeah. spending time with people like you that really evangelize what accounting as a profession can bring to mm-hmm. business owners. Um, mm-hmm. Every time I, I start thinking about what you can do and the additional services that you can start to introduce for clients, yeah. I very quickly move away from the tax is everything. Um, yeah. Got to challenge myself and, and challenge those around me mm-hmm. to, to look to potentially add more value to Well, there's to more clients. than compliance, yeah. right? There's, there's like, yes, compliance is important. We all get that. But, you know, some of us are, you know, a lot of us, any entrepreneur, we're putting our life and soul into building a business. Like there's other things we need to be focusing on mm-hmm. rather than just appeasing our agents at CRA. Like, yes, compliance is important, but let's really focus on this relationship stuff and the technology and stop focusing on paper and transactional data and start focusing on clean data. And like 
how the business is doing and can they afford that next employee because talent is so hard to find? Can they afford the $500,000 building? Can they buy the new truck for their fleet? Let's, let's have those conversations. That's what I'm into. Totally. <laughs> and you're doing a lot of that at the moment. You're a big yeah. advocate for those conversations. Yeah. Do you want to share a little bit about your newly launched initiative, FinTech Details, and what you're looking to achieve with that community? Oh, thank you for giving me an opportunity to talk about that. Hey, <laughs> I'm, I want you to share what this is about because I really like it. I'm, I'm in the groups. I, I see the discussions. I think it's really valuable, but I know I can't do it justice. So I thought I'd oh, let you. Oh, thank you. Just you. so the audience knows, Will and I were butting heads before this whether we talk about it or not and he won the arm wrestling match so okay (laughs) (laughs) the only one yeah the only one so the fintech details initiative we are a social media enterprise go figure we love social media and the goal is to advocate financial technology to small business owners and accounting professionals the motto is simple to make bookkeeping simple and we have various platforms that we're on, although anybody that knows me, they're like, girl, she's going to figure out Instagram. I'm like, I'm trying. Okay. <laughs> so like, I'm trying. Anyone wants to like send me some tips, I'm totally willing to learn from you and, and somehow give you credit. But yeah, like we have different audiences. We have a big group on Facebook. Uh, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but you created a new social media up. platform for like, Facebook. created a whole new media platform. <laughs> that just went viral. This got really. bigger than what <laughs> yeah, exactly, I thought it was. Right? Because we find like different channels have different means of communication. So Facebook is, it has a different demographic. Like it's really neat and trendy, but it seems to be the only platform where you can really have like chats, right? Like it's, it's, it's a forum based, right? Uh, we've tried it on LinkedIn. It didn't work out, but we do have a channel on LinkedIn. We do um, our LinkedIn articles uh, as well. We're on Twitter and, like I said, Instagram. And, and really what it is is about technology that we've tested and proven and used in our practice. So it's almost like, you know, more details is now like it's 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 what we've learned there and how we can help other people. Like we have no trade secrets. Like obviously we have confidentiality of client data and I'm not going to be naive about that. But, hey, you want to know how we did this? This is how we did this. And we post it out there. And, and I'm learning too. Like I am not, like people call me the expert and I just cringe at that. I'm like, no, I am so not the expert because there's so much technology out there. And if anybody's, you know, you know, giving themselves that title, I think it's really doing an injustice to the rest of us because technology is changing and it's taking all of us to learn together. It's not something we can just go to school for now. I mean, basic fundamental accounting and tax and compliance you can go to school for. But financial technology, there's only one other university I've heard of that's offering it. And frankly, I could teach it, right? Like, so yep. it's like... We, it we're learning so much like, it, and so quickly. You can't create a curriculum on no. it. Like I was talking to a president of a local college about this as well. It's like, I, my curriculum would be outdated by the time the semester ended. Yep. Like, I'm not joking. <laughs> and it's only that, like, that speed of innovation, the innovation yeah. curve is only going to get quicker and steeper. So it, yeah. somehow, I, this is why I really love what you're doing with FinTech mm-hmm. Details because mm-hmm. you are creating like a live real-time community yeah. of sharing and yeah. feedback. So Exactly. And that's going to become more and more relevant and more and more important yeah. um, as as folks look to be, to stay at the front of the curve. Like, you, yeah. if you want to be the best in the industry and like challenge yourself to be the best that you can be. You, you have to find a community where yeah. you can share. You and, need to and let down the, the guard and be humble yeah. and just, you know, talk about your war wounds, if you will, and, and really just share and authentically share. And like, we're really big on the positivity of our group. Like we really enforce that. We want to enforce a safe collaborative learning environment. So we're really particular about that. Um, 
And yeah, like you're not going to get a book on this. Like books are like there's been some books literature already written on financial technology. They're they're outdated now. Mm -hmm. Like the interfaces are changing. Like an interface of a major app that I used changed yesterday. Like just changed, right? Like you can't you can't school that. You have to you have to be adaptable to change if you're in this area and you're wanting to see the continuous improvements of cloud technology and if you're not willing to accept that level of change your mindset isn't ready for it and i would strongly recommend that you look at a traditional method then like i would never put somebody in a role where it's like you're not ready yeah they have to be ready how do you go about taking that one step further how do you go about balancing because it is a, a collaborative community, but there's lots of bookkeepers and accountants from across Canada, and I'm sure there's probably a few starting to join the group from other parts of the world as mm-hmm. well, which is exciting. Yeah, yeah. FinTech Detail's going global. It is. Very early. Yes. Um, <laughs> how, do you, how do you go about moderating that group and making sure that it is in the comments and the discussion is always in the best interests of the collective group and eliminating that competitive pressure or dynamic, given that... Um, People yeah. may be essentially competing for, for the same new client, potentially. Yeah, it's kind of difficult, right? Because you would think uh, traditionally, if we were to t- step back 10 years, accounting professionals, we were we were hiding in our paperwork dungeons, right? Like, of paperwork. And we didn't dare talk to someone else about our secrets or, or how we optimized Absolutely our paper workflow. <laughs> yeah, accounting industry conferences 10 yeah. years ago were like... And just the new pe- stylish red pen. Like, we yeah. just... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like it's been really but I believe financial technology has been an equalizer as well as a disruptor where we're we're all learning together. Um yeah, I mean I really don't know how to answer that question, I'm gonna be honest with you, because like it's it's just you know, technology is such uh, a beast in itself. And you really, when it comes to the group, like if I were to take the Facebook group, because we have different channels, right? And don't get me wrong, like when you speak out about something, you're going to get 99% great and 1% troll. Oh, and that's you great just, that you're getting 99%. I'm yeah. getting 80% Are you and 20%. 80%? <laughs> <No>. Okay. <laughs> I go back I'm you obviously up. not doing it as well you as you. <laughs> you putting the emojis on? I know, I'm joking. <laughs> just Canadian flags. <laughs> it's just Canadian so many flags. Canadian flags on my posts. So many Canadian flags. I mean, so much love. Like you, you are going to get people that are opinion. You are going to get people being human. Uh, mm-hmm. You're going to get the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. My premise has always been to focus on that like 99%, right? Sometimes you need to advocate and speak out to go, hey, guys, like chill out. Like we learned this in kindergarten. Like be cool, right? Like be cool. Don't, don't be a jerk. Um, we have rules in our group. So like uh, we're really big on protecting the, the culture of our group. I'm a big nut for corporate culture, which is why I totally love Zero and, and Hobdoc. You guys really have nailed the whole culture thing. Uh, it really is cool. And we really focus that on a discussion group. We, we create culture. We don't, we don't like negativity. We will close down a feed. We will remove someone if they are not going to abide by that. We have specific rules. And it, it, it's important because people on social media, you think of even for our children, can get negative so quickly. And it just snowballs into this big, ugly awful freaking mess mm-hmm. and it doesn't do a worth of good for anybody yeah it just doesn't i've um one of one of my old mentors um told me once upon a time that you should hire slow and fire fast yeah and that's when looking out for team culture and cultures and attitude is is everything right yeah. but i think it also obviously applies in collaborative community and efforts social. and groups like this i mean you yeah. want to make sure that members that are joining the group that are, want to contribute are yeah 
coming at it with the very best of intentions and have yep. a lot that they want to contribute. And, and being a micro-influencer, and as much as it like literally pays me to say the word influencer, I actually have a social media coach, and she's been helping me. She goes, Jenny, say influencer. And I'm like, yeah. I really don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, for me, eating avocado. I can't stand avocado. Oh, really? No, oh, I can't. I love avocado. I can't. I can't. Yeah. No, I can't. I don't know. Like, I just, I just can't do it. She's like, say influencer, because that is what you are. I'm like, no, I'm you not. Are. No, I, I support her but wholeheartedly. It has, but it has like this, it typically has a negative undertone, right? It, it does. And so when I identify as being a micro-influencer in the fintech space, and I follow it up quickly by saying what I talk about is what I've used or what I've seen or what I've helped with or I've looked at it. It's something I've touched and played with and, and looked at it. And for every one that I advocate for, there's probably five where I said no, mm-hmm. right? Like it's Influencing is a really lucrative business, not necessarily for myself, because I say no way too often. <laughs> Jenny, but, I'm not doing it really well, apparently. <laughs> but like, it's it's it is a program. It's 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 a means of people getting marketing, and it can be handled in a really dark and difficult way. So it's been really difficult to advocate in the way. It's like, no, we do this in a positive way. We we what we talk about is what we've used and we try and keep the group into that spectrum of this is stuff we've all used and sure there's shiny objects that come in but we're not going to let an app partner come in that's new and just spam the group on their you know offering or something we're very specific about app partners that join we love app partners that join but they need to communicate with me because I need to know that their app isn't crap yeah. Sorry, but that's just the way it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you um do you enjoy doing all the investigation and I guess testing of of new apps and new oh, yeah. technology? It's my crush. Yeah. Yeah. Some girls like shoes, I like fintech. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I like, I like no, I'm like I I get very excited, maybe a little too much. That could um, actually end up being the title of this podcast. It could be, yeah. That's totally fine with me. Yeah, Caitlin, I'm our producer, <laughs> is just smiling and nodding we straight just away. Find it. Got yeah. it. Go. No, I just love it. And, you know, sometimes, like, we have a lot of tech that comes to us, and they're they're new, right? Yeah. And they're like, hey, we're doing a discovery. Um, you know, can we pick your brain? And within reason, what I can do, because obviously I have a commitment to my family. I have a commitment to my clients, and I have a commitment to myself. It's like, you know, can I can – I, do I want to build this relationship with, with with this particular app partner? And a lot of it comes down to culture. I really look at their culture, and we have had to say no to apps because of culture. And it's really difficult to do that, and it's not always taken well. But even though an app may be really good, I really do look at there's more to an app than just its functionality. It's the culture that comes behind it. So when we see a new app that comes to us, we really look at, yes, there's functionality, but how do you operate right now, and where is your vision for that? And then that's the the relationship will build, right? And it's not like I get paid in cupcakes. Like I'm serious. Like there's there's some financial. App. What's your favorite cupcake? Chocolate. I mean, really? like come on, chocolate. Are like, is there c- another one? Well, like, <laughs> well, hang on. Now we've got to talk about icing because there's the contrasting. Like, do you like a, a chocolate oh, icing with a? Cho- okay, so you contrast because I'm yeah, the same. Yeah. By the way, you can bribe me easily with chocolate. There you go. Done. <laughs> cupcakes. <Yeah. laughs> and if my you take kids nothing love else it. away from today, please yeah. take away that Jenny likes chocolate with <laughs> yeah. with uh, was it butter buttercream buttercream butter icing? Cream. Yes, there you go. and we do. We get like random cupcakes to the house, and we know that you know when an app is developing 
they're bootstrapped as well. And I'd rather give them the information they need so that they can grow into something that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And uh, they just show their appreciation in different ways. And yes, sometimes it's cupcakes, sometimes it's social media, whatever it is. But we, we nurture those relationships for the long-term gain. But again, it comes down to just like a client approach, like the Dragon methodology. It's really looking at, is this, is this something I'm willing to commit to? Because I do believe it's a relationship. Yeah, at the end of the day, it always ends up coming back to the the human connection. Yeah, technology is fantastic, but it's it's humans that inspire yeah. change. It's humans that design what technology, exactly. what problems technology is going to solve. So yeah, I think it's it's great that you're looking to always yeah. come back to the the core relationship. That's it. Like money isn't a motivator mm. for me. It's it's about what what can this do, and yeah. and just how else can we use it? And when we work at when we work with the apps, I'm like, have you considered using it this way? It's like, no, it's like, it's just amazing problems we can solve with the right development. Developers don't like it when I say that. No. <laughs> can't, and I've learned to say, can't you, I've learned not to say, can't you just do? I've yeah, learned to take that, that not right? Helpful. You do that not, is not say helpful. that to a developer ever. No, um, no we, uh, I'm, I love spending a lot of time, a lot of my time with, with our engineering team and product team here mm-hmm. at Zero. Um, I've actually come a from an accountant, former accountant. No, still an accountant. I would never call myself a former accountant. I apologize. Once an accountant, always an accountant. But I didn't have as much of an appreciation for the product development cycle yeah. um, as as what I do now. And at the end of the day, it, it does come back to the relationship and the strength of the relationship. Yeah. So you have to invest time in nurturing a relationship, bringing people into the tent or the, the cone of silence mm-hmm. and making sure that it's collaborative, it's an equal sharing of ideas, challenging one another mm-hmm. um, and creating a platform that people have the opportunity to speak up and, and share opinions. That's how you get the best result. Maybe it slows down the process in the short run, yeah. but when you're looking to play the long game, mm-hmm. if you can cultivate uh, an environment where everyone from different parts of the business feels like they can contribute to that conversation, mm-hmm. you're just you're going to start knocking it out of the park, and what you start to release on the product side is going to be so closely attached to to what's the the needs of the customer uh, and and the yeah. community around you them. Solve a real problem, yep. right? You don't want to just build an app for the sake of I built an app, yep. right? And and sometimes it's difficult from the developer standpoint where they're very excited what they think the problem is, but it takes that human connection in the real world to go. Actually, this is the problem, and maybe this is how you can solve it using that same platform totally yeah we're at that time now (laughs) big big (laughs) question this is 60 seconds in the microwave jenny i'm going to put you in the microwave and in 60 seconds or less what is the best piece of advice you would give to any budding entrepreneur so anybody that's an entrepreneur it doesn't matter if you're an accounting professional or a baker believe in yourself. You really need to build that strong foundation first. You really need to believe in yourself because you will come up against people that well-intentioned will question you. And you need to be really solid in what your approach is. And yes, it's okay to make mistakes. Really, like we said, find your why. That is your foundation because when Literally, when crap hits the fan, it's going back to that why. Why did I start this business? <laughs> and it's that's what's going to resonate with you. And that's what's going to help you and push you forward through those thick times. Because it's the hard times that are difficult to move forward from. The fun times, we don't say, oh, no, everything's so fun, right? Like, <laughs> it's You really need to just, you need to believe in yourself and really find out that strong foundation of why the heck you are doing this. Thank you very much, Jenny. 
today has been an absolute pleasure, but uh, on behalf of bookkeepers, accountants, and small business owners across Canada and around the world, thank you for being a pioneer. You started the business 14 years ago, spent the past five riding the cloud journey. You're a contributor, you stay connected to your core purpose, and it's it's really inspirational. So um, thank you for everything you've done, and I look forward to all the success you're, you're about to have with FinTech Details. Wonderful. Thank you. I am slightly blushing from that, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone.